Placate is a command line tool for linting Python projects. By default, it includes lint checks provided by PyFlakes, PyCodeStyle, and McCabe. What does all that mean? Anthony Sotilli is a maintainer of Placate and has kindly offered to explain it all to us. Thanks, Anthony. ConfigCat is a feature flag service. Easily use flags in your code with ConfigCat libraries. Toggle your feature flags visually on a dashboard. Hide or expose features in your application without redeploying code. Set targeting rules to allow you to control who has access to the new features. It allows you to get features out faster, test in production, and do easy rollbacks. With ConfigCat's simple API and clear documentation, you'll have your initial proof of concept up and running in minutes. Whether you're an individual or a team, you can try it out with their forever free plan or get 25% off any paid plan with the code Test and Code 2021. Release features faster with less risk with ConfigCat. Check them out today at ConfigCat.com. Welcome to Testing Code. So today on Testing Code, I am thrilled again to have Anthony Sotilli on. Um, and I just practiced his last name again before we came on because for some <laughs> reason, I don't know, it's a blocker for me. But it's a cool name. It's tricky. So Anthony, thanks for coming back. Yeah, good to, good to be on here. I was reminded recently that you maintain or help maintain, or at the very least are involved with a whole bunch of different cool projects. Um, and, and just a few, and then we're just going to zoom in to just a few of these. Um, so we're going to talk about, uh, uh, flake aid and a whole bunch of related tools. What's flake eight. So the idea behind flake eight is to take some common, uh, well first provide a common substrate to build uh, linting tools on top of, uh, but it also combines the three, well, two plus one other that's optional, uh, the two most popular linters in Python, and uh, those are PyFlakes and PyCodeStyle, which used to be called Pep8, but Guido said, please rename, and so, man, that was a pain. Um, <laughs> it was renamed to PyCodeStyle and not, not Pep8. Um, so what, what Flake8 does is it basically takes, you know, it provides a plugin interface such that anyone can write whatever linter that they want on top of it. Uh, it provides like easy exclusion and inclusion and recursion, or, like file system recursion. It also has no QA, so you can ignore, you know, lint failures. Uh, has configuration so that you can set up your particular you know, set of tools and, and stuff, and it'll work for anyone that clones that and sets up the right tools. Um, and you know, it also provides metadata to plug into pre-commit, so you can use it with that. Um, but the, the, the idea behind Flake8 is you know, to be a plug-in framework for linters. Oh, okay. So it actually doesn't implement any of its own checks. All of the checks for Flake8 come from the underlying tools. Uh, you know, PyFlakes provides kind of programmatic correctness checks, things like missing variable names or like uh, you know, extra imports or stuff like that. Whereas PyCode style tends to lean more towards the white space sort of checks. Like, did you indent this properly according according to Pepe? Of course, Pepe always <laughs> Pepe is a, a a living and breathing document that has flip flopped on quite a few issues back and forth over the years. So, 
um, Pine Code Style's view of the world is some snapshot of some parts of Pep 8. I guess in a way, <laughs> like renaming it away from Pep 8 is, is a, a good idea, but um, yeah, it's it's gone back and forth on several rules several times, so it's, you know, it has it has a particular set of opinions that are encoded. Uh, most of the time when Pep 8 flip-flops, we just disable both rules and then you can pick one. Um, but... <laughs> Okay, now like, now I'm curious. Can we talk about at least one rule that got flip-flopped? Sure. Uh, the one that people run into the most is W504 and W503, which on their own mean nothing. Um, but it is the, the placement of a binary operator when you have an expression split across multiple lines. Um, the PEP originally said that the operator should go at the end of the line so that all of the, the uh, expressions line up. But it has been changed recently so that the operators are supposed to be at the beginning of the line, so that all the operators line up. Um, I, I know which style I prefer, and I don't to impose that on people, but I actually don't like the change that was made there. <laughs> I, like, I like to line up all the, the operands, personally, uh, um, so that you can, see, you can see each expression in a row. Um, and this also happens for Boolean expressions, too. So if you have like comparison and, comparison and, comparison and... Um, of course, the and would be at the beginning of the line if you're adhering to the new Pep8 style, and if the and would be at the end of the line if you're adhering to the old Pep8 style. Okay. And I'm just going to guess that operand is not the operator, so operand is the thing that's not the, the yep, operator. Yep. Yeah, okay. The thing that's really annoying about this is because PyCode style has both of these uh, lint rules, it's really easy to misconfigure and enable both of them at the same time and then have have it be impossible to satisfy the linter. Um, and what's the what's the most uh, common way or preferred way to enable a different rule? Then, like if I wanted to enable one of those, yeah. So Flake Eight has a, a a few settings for enabling and disabling particular rules. Uh, the easiest or the the most common one is at the top level. There is a Flake Eight configuration in either setup.cfg. Flake 8 or talks.ini, depending on which file you want to put it in. Okay. And it has include, exclude, or I guess ignore. Yeah. <laughs> include and exclude are for files. There is select and ignore and extend ignore for particular lint rules. Um, and usually you don't have to touch select. Usually select is, um, you know, on its, on its own, it will enable your plugins and enable the default set of checks for you. Um, mostly I suggest using extend ignore instead of ignore. Uh, and the difference between the two is extend ignore will keep the default ignore set, uh, which includes all of those, you know, mutually exclusive rules. Both of them are off. Uh, of course, if you want to turn one of them on and not the other one, you have to, you know, enumerate all the specific things you want to ignore, uh, which is kind of annoying. Like it would be nice if there was a extend select, but we haven't. I haven't implemented it yet because the configuration story in Flake 8 is not great. <laughs> it really needs a big refactor to be much more accessible to users. Okay, so I can I can do an extend ignore exists, but extend select doesn't. Right. There is a patch to add it, but it, it needs a little bit of work to, to get landed. So is there a way to just find out what all the default selects are? Yeah, if you do flake eight dash help, it'll print it out in the in the little help list. Okay, it's so, usually so if I wanted to select my own stuff, then a similar thing to select ignore would be to dump that and yep. then start from there, and then um, and then add to that list. To yeah, that, that would okay. totally work. Okay. Um, the other thing is, anytime you add a plugin, it will automatically get added as well, assuming the plugin has 
set up their metadata correctly. <laughs> There's a few buggy plugins which claim they support one lint rule and then, you know, output a different one, which Okay. Yeah. I've been meaning to fix that as well because that should that should produce an error so that the plugin author knows to fix it, but um really doesn't do that. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Datadog, the monitoring and security platform for cloud scale applications. Datadog integrates seamlessly with more than 450 technologies so you can track every layer of your complex microservices architecture in one place. Datadog's distributed tracing and continuous code profiling for Python applications provide end-to-end visibility into every request down to the line of code across hosts, containers, services, and databases. With rich dashboards, machine learning-based insights and alerts, and automated actionable insights, Datadog lets you build, test, and ship your applications with peace of mind. See for yourself. Start a 14-day free trial today, and Datadog will send you a free t-shirt. Visit testandcode.com Datadog to get started. Tell me again the, the default ones. There's PyFlakes. There's PyCodeStar. There's... Yeah, there's PyFlakes, which is correctness checking. There's PyCode style, which is, you know, white space and pep eight checks. And then there's McCabe, which is enabled by default, but it doesn't error by default. And that is a complexity checker. Oh, right. Um, basically, cyc- cyclomatic complexity based on if statements and try statements and loops in, um, in functions. And I occasionally know what that means. Um, no. <laughs> I usually turn it off because I find the cyclomatic complexity so so here's my experience with cyclomatic complexity <laughs> on every repository that i've worked on that has a cyclomatic complexity checker um at, at like work or whatever if somebody exceeds the cyclomatic uh check like say the threshold is set at 10 um i've seen two only two responses to this and one is to bump the number to 11 and the other is to no qa that function i've never seen somebody actually split up a function that meets that that fails a cyclomatic check and you know if they do split up the function it often makes the code less readable because it's not actually you're not actually taking it and moving it into reusable parts you're just you know splitting the code to satisfy a lender so in my opinion cyclomatic complexity checkers are not actually useful tools in the toolbox but to each their own okay so we're gonna have to, we'll have to have uh, an, another anthony on sometime to to take the other opinion because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can they can be useful for identifying complex pieces of code and like providing yeah. potential you know points to f- to see refactors or like you know recognize that oh this this piece of functionality does way too much it might be really hard to maintain. Um, but I think yeah. like the common quick easy fixes for it are actually make the code worse. So I always get confused with the flake eight thing because I think it's a collection of eight tools. Why is the eight there? Is it because oh. of pep eight? Yeah, so it it used so the name Flake Eight used to be a mash together of PyFlakes and Pep Eight. Oh, okay. Um, but now that Py, Pep Eight is called PyCode Style, I don't know. Maybe it should be called Flake Code Style or something ridiculous. But um, yeah, it it no longer bears the eight in its name. Okay, okay. So that's where the eight comes from. You can add eight tools to it. You can add as many plugins well, as you want. Sometimes I forget that. You can, and one, that's one of the nice things is to look at all the different plugins that are around. How do I find plugins for it? Uh, so there's a classifier on PyPI. That's one way to find it. I usually just 
search flakegate in the PyPI search. Of course, you can't use pip search because it's disabled right now, but you can still search on the PyPI page. Well, that's how um, I usually do it anyway, just so I can search for. Do they is is it normally flakegate uh, dash something? Or? Yeah, it's usually flakegate dash something. However, there are a few others that don't quite fall into that. Like, there's an OpenStack project called Hacking. There's the we make style guide, which is, as far as I know, the largest and 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 most complicated uh, collection of Flake Eight plugins. It's something like thirty or forty plugins in one one sort of mega package that that's the which know, coordinates one? those the all we together. Make? Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Theirs is very opinionated, so they they have a <laughs> a very particular way that they like it to be written. But, Which is good. Like if if you want a very strict style guide, that's one to go. But at the, you could also use it as an example of how to uh, specify a very picky style. Guide yep, guide. for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Um, does do you, you do you know if it uh, you can put the configuration in the Pi Project Tomo? <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is a very contentious issue uh, about this currently. Um. The so I've currently said no because the configuration story in Flicate is is significantly complicated at the moment and plugging it in plugging it in and properly supporting it is not easy or you know uh, it's 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 not trivial to add it okay um plus it adds another dependency and other complexity I have to deal with packaging package managers and and other stuff like that so it's it's not easy to add it so at the moment I've said no. Um, also, it doesn't have a clear value prop, so I, I don't really. I mean, I kind of understand the benefit, like jam everything into one file, but um, it it adds a bunch of work for me and doesn't seem to add much from that perspective. Um, I do plan to add it at some point. However, before we get to that point, there's a few things that need to get solved. One of them is uh, Flicket currently discovers configurations in like four places, and I would like to eliminate most of those and get it down to just project-based configuration, um, because right now it can you can find a you can put a flake eight config at like Etsy flake eight and it'll just work. Which I don't think anyone should do that because it makes it really hard <laughs> to you know clone a repository to another machine and have a consistent set of lint rules. Yeah. Um, it also finds the flake eight configuration in your home directory if it's there. Like there's a there's a whole bunch of like weird edge cases with configuration and ordering and layering and stuff and um until that is simpler and easier to extend it's hard to add another configuration file and configuration format okay uh, there's also the problem of real types in toml so the current configuration is entirely ini and you know everything's a string there so it's easy it's easy to say like you know take a string parse it to this uh when you involve toml you suddenly have structured data and like it doesn't have a way to consume structured data at the moment. Okay. And doing everything as strings would kind of go against the idea of tumbles. I'm not. I don't want to introduce a version where everything's strings and then be like, "Uh, J.K., we're gonna switch to <laughs> yeah. to uh, structured data now and just you know have two two layers of breaking changes." I think that's a good call. Um, I'd rather do it right the first time. Yeah, no, that's good. There's also another weirdness with PyProject.toml that would break some users. Um, where like the the what I would want to do is say like you know pyproject.toml Pro, Pi is the way to configure Flakegate and deprecate all the other configuration methods. The problem is the presence of a pyproject.toml Pi file changes how pip works. Uh, just the presence, like you don't have to have any pip metadata in there. It'll it just changes how 
you know pit processes your project and this can break people um people set up pies yeah so i want to avoid you know painting people into a corner based on a configuration change that that's a and that happens sometimes just when people try to start using black so. yep yeah there's a there's a big locked thread on black about exactly the opposite issue of the one on fleek 8 which is hey can we have non pyproject.toml config cuz it breaks me and like yeah, um, the answer is no. I don't, I don't want to paint my users into the same corner. Yeah, okay. Um, so the what are some things? So PyCode style is the is the sort of style guide thing that people yep. uh, often think about. Um, what kind of things does PyFlakes catch? Yeah, so PyFlakes, um, for the most part, is trying to catch correctness things. So things like uh, you know unused imports or uh, a name is a name is referenced, but it doesn't exist. Or uh, what else does it check? Those are the most common ones that I see from it. Let me see. I can open it up right here and just look at the messages and scroll through that. Oh, I've added a bunch of checks recently around string formatting correctness. So, like, if you call dot format and you're missing a placeholder or you have extra placeholders, it'll it'll warn you on that. Oh, nice. I've actually seen. It's very common in error messages to call dot .format and then like forget to put the placeholders in there, and just you end up with an error message that doesn't have anything useful in it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Unused import. Uh, redefinitions. Uh, <laughs> import star used. Uh, undefined names. Syntax errors. Uh, duplicate arguments and functions. Oh, repeated keys and dictionaries. Things things that would cause program like programming mistakes uh, at runtime errors at runtime usually and where do i where can i find this list of things that you're looking at <laughs> i'm actually looking at pyflake/messages.py um but there is a list in the flake 8 documentation of the pyflake error codes uh cuz pyflake actually doesn't have a concept of error codes flake 8 translates them for oh they're they're part you. of the flake 8 error codes okay so um, if i go to so, the yeah. flake 8 homepage and somewhere Yep. Yeah. If you search Py, if you search like F four hundred one or Pyflakes on on uh, Flakegate's okay. documentation, you should be able to find it. And uh, just hot off the press, I have just moved Flakegate from GitLab to GitHub. So if you are searching for the source code, um, go to GitHub instead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a lot of work, but it's it's finally done. Unfortunately, I broke a bunch of links, but there's not really much I can do about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, people, I guess we'll find it. Um, and then uh, you said that Flake 8, if you do help, it'll... Wait, help doesn't show you all the error codes, does it? No, help will show you the default set of options. Oh, okay. The error codes either come from the underlying tools, so you'll look at the tools documentation, or for the special case of PyFlakes, it will be in the Flake 8 documentation. Okay. All right. But so, um, yes, you can plug in a whole bunch of different tools, and there's a lot of different things you can plug into Flake 8. But if you just grab it by itself, it's very useful just by default. I often run it mm -hmm. without any changes at all. Yeah, I, I use the default configuration set, and I don't. I add very few plugins, if if any at all. Yeah, um, I so, think the the only plugin that I use somewhat frequently is on projects which provide a typed API. I will use a, a plugin that I wrote called Flakegate Typing Imports. Because uh, there's, you know, the typing module has changed a surprising amount in patch versions of Python, and it's really easy to accidentally import something that doesn't exist. Because it might, it might work in your patch version of Python, but 
not in like three six one, for instance, or three five two. Okay. Um, now, does Flakegate run things that can can it run things that change your code, or is it just things that check your code? So currently, it is only checkers, and I kind of want to keep it that way. There was a like alpha quality code formatter interface, but it never really worked correctly, and it didn't provide useful primitives to write formatters. Like it, it didn't make it easier to run the formatter, so it wasn't really doing anything. Um, okay. It never, it never actually worked, and no one ever actually tried to write a formatter plugin, so it got deleted. So, like for instance, Flake Eight Black is a thing, and it, but it just yeah. checks. It doesn't change your code. It just checks to see if it would change it if you ran it, right? So. I don't actually remember. There was a while where Flake 8 Black had a side effect of changing your code as you ran it. <laughs> um, Flake 8 Black is kind of one of those weird plugins that I don't think should exist. In my opinion, Flake 8 Black is kind of this weird gray area of plugins that I don't think should exist. There's also a PyTest Black, too, which I also think is kind of weird. Um, in my opinion, like Black is good, at, good enough at running Black that you should just run Black directly and Plugging yeah. it into Flake 8 seems to be like a, a weird, like it works, but it doesn't. Like a weird daisy chaining of, of uh, tools together. Yeah, PyTest Black is also kind of odd. And then also there's a, um, I think there's a Flake 8 PyTest. Yeah, so what you can do is you can use PyTest to run Flake 8 to run Black if you really wanted to. <laughs> I don't know why you would, but you you could if you wanted to. Okay, so don't do that. If you want to run a whole bunch of different stuff, well, one of the things you can do is you can run talks. Um, yeah, Tox is another good choice, and, or other tools like Tox. Like I think is it Nox? Yeah, Nox is the 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 other one. And then um, or, they're kind of designed to run a bunch of tools. That's 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 their job. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for joining the show, and I hope you have a great day. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, and I hope your day is great as well. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Anthony. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you to Patreon supporters. Join them at testingcode.com support. Thank you, ConfigCat, for sponsoring. Release features faster with less risk with ConfigCat. Check them out at configcat.com. Try for free or use the code testingcode2021 for 25% off. Thank you, Datadog, for sponsoring. Modern end-to-end monitoring and security. Get started with a free trial at testingcode.com datadog, and Datadog will send you a free t-shirt. Those links are in the show notes at testandcode.com slash 155. That's all for now. Now go out and test something. <laughs>